0: Alrighty, hello, hello, just did my very first movie companion, just watched Rocky for the first time ever, now I'm about to watch Superbad for the 44th time ever, no, I don't know how many times I've seen that, but here we go, seven seconds in right now, I'm queued up on Netflix, about to start it, if you're going to watch with me. Get ready, about to press play. Eight, nine, ten. Here we go. Super bad. I love this movie. What was this 2007? Came out. About to drain this red's wicked. <laughs> mm. Mm mm. Mm hmm murder this is funny I like these opening dancing sequences it reminds me of those old iPod commercials remember those with like jerk it out remember that song jerk it out gotta jerk it out jerk it out God, this movie, this movie has some good music too. It's got some good stuff. Yeah, ow, You guys hear me crack that, baby? Uh huh. Uh huh. Sure, I'm making. I'm making drinking by yourself on a Tuesday night sound pretty legit right now. <laughs> oh, I love this movie this is one of my favorite movies of all time alright where'd that there it is oh look at that old school flip phone he's got it's funny how this movie is only 12 years old but it seems like it's 100 years old especially with that flip phone oh I love them. Now, this is going to be a totally different situation than watching Rocky because people are actually saying funny things in this movie <laughs> like I had no idea what anyone was saying in Rocky make sure to listen to that to that Rocky movie companion if you haven't heard yet So I had no idea what they were talking about I <laughs> It's like, am I speaking the same language as them right now? Or. Because the sound was so thrown off on that, and. I don't know. This movie's great, though. You know what you're gonna get. You know what you're gonna get. <laughs> uh, I'm so pumped up about that comedy composition name. For my first album like that, yeah. my first album comedy composition it's a great, great title that could be a bowling website <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> not for me oh yeah he is the hot mom his mom's so hot oh my god <laughs> that sounds so weird right there. Milf. Oh, look at... I love his old school radio. I've got friends who got radios like that. And they're... That ca- like the very digital car radio. It's kind of neon. <laughs> oh, she, she's like bending over like that. Oh... God, this movie's great. I just remember when this movie came out. It didn't seem like that long ago. (laughs) At least you got to suck on your dad's dick. (laughs) There's so many funny lines in this movie. This movie's very quotable. It's a very quotable movie. It's kind of similar to... I was going to say Step Brothers and Anchorman. Very quotable. Oh, I like his camo shorts. Those are cool. (laughs) Temptress. God, this movie just goes right into it. Just kicks right into it. I'm trying to think. When's the last time I saw it? When's the last time I watched Super Bad? It's been years, probably. I definitely saw bits and pieces of it on like FX or Comedy Central or something back home, back in Bothell. Probably last year, 2018. So I was home. I was home most of 20, most of 2018. Uh. you're like Orson Welles Welles. (laughs) he just said you're like Orson Welles no high school kid would ever say you're like Orson Welles the point is to be good at sex by the time you get to college (laughs) I'm trying to dude I'm one of my biggest pet peeves (laughs) I don't know if it's a pet peeve but it's I like it when people I like it when people casually talk about having sex in high school and like having girlfriends and I'm like I didn't, I never got laid in high school, what are you talking about? (laughs) I'm always like, I have no idea what you're talking about. Like I, I always think people are bragging though, like when they're talking about that kind of stuff, like it always sounds like people are bragging to me. Like that's in my mind. That's like my brain just goes. Oh, they're bragging right now. Like they're. I don't know. I don't know why. I'd, I have to like shoot people down like that. But. Even. When, like my whole life. Like even when people like talk about like. This sounds like very bitter or something. But. When people are like mention like my girlfriend my girlfriend did this or like my boyfriend did this just like in conversation like my whole life I've always thought like oh they're just they're just bragging about having a, a girlfriend right now like that's what <laughs> I've always th- oh he just spit on his Richard Pryor shirt he's got a Richard Pryor shirt but yeah I've always thought that I don't know what is that state of mind is that is that a bad mindset of mine? <laughs> that like whenever people mention their boyfriend or girlfriend, like in conversation, I've always just thought like, Oh, you're just bragging. You're just all like in is just bragging right now. Cause yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it sounds kind of bitter or something, but, but then I've always been like, in like in the back of my mind, I'm like, I'm sure I could have a like a, a girlfriend if I wanted, but it's so weird. Like I'm, I'm 26 years old and I'm 26. And I've never, I've never really had like a long term. Like the longest term girlfriend I've ever had is like a month. <laughs> like a yeah, like maybe like a. Like, I've never really had, like, a serious girlfriend at all. <laughs> That's so funny. Like, the moment he, he was staring at her boobs and then he just looks off. <laughs> but, yeah, I don't know what it is. I don't know. But I, I also think that, like, I'm not trying to make excuses for myself right now, but... Because <laughs> I'm sure, like, if I really wanted to, I I could somehow... I don't know, get, I don't know get a girl, you know, ask someone out, but I think nowadays, it's just, it's so, like, it's not really encouraged, like, no one's, no one's, like, really encouraging relationships at, for, like, people in their mid-20s, like, it's not something that people are really interested in, or, I don't know, if it's just me, or or maybe everyone's always doing online stuff like it's just tinder everyone's just doing like tinder and match <laughs> match.com they're just watching porn in the basement they're watching porn then shucking and beers but yeah I think I think like nowadays just for people my age I don't know what it, I think Dating's just not as like not encouraged really, like like twenty years ago, like people were dating a lot more, like in their mid twenties, I think. But now, it's just different. It's a whole different ball game, obviously, because people just go on their cell phone. They just go on their phone to meet to meet girls. You just go on your phone, and I mean, I don't. Whenever if I've never thought that like I wanted to meet like a girlfriend or not that there's there's nothing wrong with that like if you meet your significant other on your cell phone <laughs> like there's nothing wrong with that obviously is lots of people do like I most people do it nowadays like that's the weird thing is like that's a that's the way that most people do relationship now is via technology via cell phone, like, not being in the same place as that person, like, just texting people and talking to people, so weird, (laughs) it's so weird, like, I sound like a, I feel like Clint Eastwood right now, (laughs) like, I feel like Clint Eastwood, like, get off my lawn, but, I'm only a 26-year-old dude, but, I just can't, I can't get into, like, the, the online dating stuff, like, I don't know, (laughs) because I think, I have friends who have met, who have girlfriends, like, long-term girlfriends who they've met online, like, on, online dating, so, like, I know that it works, like, in principle, it works, but in principle, like, I just disagree with it, like, I don't, it's just not for me, I guess. That's, like, the main thing. It's just... everyone. Is, if it works for you, then... I don't know. Like, I've... It's just... It seems desperate to me. Like, I don't want <laughs> to... Sounds like I'm putting it down right now. Mm. I love... They're in science class right now. It's just... Like, I don't want to put online dating down or anything, but... It definitely seems... Desperate to me. Like, it just seems like you don't want to talk to people in real life. But, <laughs> oh, I love this part where Michael Sarah paints his, and then Jonah Hill's with Emma Stone. <laughs> Emma Stone's great in this movie. Jonah Hill's great in this movie. Michael Sarah's great in this movie. <laughs> McLovin. Christmas class, God, this is, a, Superbad's such a fun movie, like, it's just a fun movie, it's just fun, I don't know, but, uh, what was I just saying, what was I just talking about, <laughs> See, I get that thing, I'm like, well, now, what was I, oh yeah, so I'm online dating, Tinder, um, yeah, cause, like, I have, like, some really good friends who have met their girlfriends, like, They've had girlfriends for years. They've met on online dating. So, I don't know. What's my point? Um, it's not, it's obviously not, it's not desperate necessarily. But it's not desperate, but it's kind of, it's disconnected though. It I would say, I would argue that it's definitely disconnected. Like from reality. I like guess it's, it's not connected to reality. Like in <laughs> McLovin has such a great entrance to this movie. Like he's just like, "What's up, guys?" <laughs> but it's just so funny. Like, like you couldn't even explain it to someone. Like ten years ago or twenty years ago, <laughs> he just looks at his watch. It's ten thirty three. So funny, but online dating is just so strange. I don't. What am I trying to say about it? Like, what if, what if is ten years from now? Like, what if I'm thirty six? Like, if I'm thirty six and I'm single, I I probably be online dating. Honestly, like, I might be online dating, because you're definitely like a lot more, like, pressed on time. Like, you feel, like, you feel the calendar, like, it's pressing you, you know? God, Mick Levin is so funny in this movie. Chicken, chicken, yeah, chicken, chicken, yeah. <gasps> no, but, like, it's a decade from now. Like I don't know, just, in my mind, for some reason, my whole life, I've just been obsessed with I've been obsessed with numbers. Like I love numbers. I've always loved stats, like sports statistics, like baseball stats, World Series winners, numbers, years, um, just birthdays. Like I always am good at memorizing people's birthdays. So all numbers, I'm good at numbers. Wait, now I'm like I'm like watching Superbad, and I'm like, wait, what was I? <laughs> what was I literally just saying? Oh yeah, so I'm talking about online dating. I'm talking about numbers. Oh yeah, that's what i was saying. So I've always been obsessed with numbers. So for like being obsessed with numbers, part of that is like being obsessed with like time. Like I I don't know what it is about like. It sounds weird. Like that's like a weird obsession. Like time, but like I'm. I don't know like I'm always interested in like time like history the future and present (laughs) history future and the present but like so that's why I'm so interested like I'm 26 now and like time goes faster for me now than it did 10 years ago like the days go by faster it's just time flies Excuse me. Oh, this is a part where he draws bunch of, bunch of penises in his journal. <laughs> Jonah Hill just keeps drawing penises. It's so funny. <laughs> but like, I'm just obsessed with time. Like, I just, I don't know what it is, but it's so like I'm always like thinking in. I'm like I'm 26 years old now. So I'm like I'm young, like 26. That's n- another funny thing. Is I think. Like, people kind of trick you. Like, adults trick you when you're in high school. Like, I remember specifically being in high school. And then feeling like I was about to be an adult when I was, like, 20 years old. I mean like, I'm about to be an adult right now. I'm about to be 21. I'll be able to buy alcohol and go to bars. Breweries to my dad. <laughs> but... But like now that I'm twenty six years old, I'm I f I feel that I'm still I'm not even I'm not really a full <laughs> there's just a giant dick that he drew. <laughs> I feel like I'm at twenty six years old in twenty nineteen. Like based on society, I see I'm I'm looking around and I see a bunch of people in their early thirties who act like children. Yeah. You know, I see people in their 30s who act like kids, who are acting like, they like they act like their kids. So that makes me, that just makes me feel super young. <laughs> I, I did remember that there's such a big backstory on this, on this Jonah Hill dick thing. There's like five minutes of backstory on Jonah Hill's obsession with drawing dicks. That's so funny. <laughs> oh my god. But yeah, um, now that I'm, uh, all right, here's the thing, so, <laughs> yeah, I gotta might my like, Steven Glamour, <laughs> oh my god, this movie's so funny, so, um, like, back when I was, like, 18, when I was, like, a senior in high school, when I was 17, I was a senior, like, I bet, I bet I had a teacher, I probably had a teacher that was 26 years old. And I probably thought that they were, like, really old. But now that I'm 26 years old, like, all I can think is, like, 26 year, like, I'm not, like, I'm not, I'm not even, <laughs> wait, what am I trying to say? Because it's not, there are some 26-year-olds who are, like, very mature and, like, they're adults and they have full-time jobs. Health insurance, and they go to the dentist, and wear suits and ties, and go out to dinner. But like I'm, I'm so like a, I don't know, I'm still like a college version of twenty six, I guess. But um, I just can't get over how, how young, how like how young twenty six is. Like twenty six is very young, like. I never really like, when I was 20, I used to think 26 is so old. But now I'm 26, and and I look at people who... I look at, like, a person who's, like, even my brother, like, my older brother is 29. And he seems really young. Like, I look at him, and be like, he's very young. He's a young man. So, I don't know what I'm trying to say right now, but... <laughs> I'm just obsessed with numbers. I just love numbers. I love years and ages and numbers and I don't know what it why I love numbers I don't know but I just like how like I like how concrete they are like how like black or white black or white black and white like how black and white it is like how numbers like it's either it is or it isn't like there's no there's no gray area it's just you can't argue numbers like like, you can't argue age. Like, it's just... <laughs> like, I heard... I remember working The Unicorn. I was at, I worked the show The Unicorn. Like, I'm not trying to be mean to this random lady that... I don't know what her name was. Just... This random lady, but... I mean, she was not this random, but she was also a fellow background actor. But she just, like, we were having a conversation and she mentioned, she was like, like, she said, she's like, I'm 48 years old. Like, I didn't even ask what her age was, but for some reason she felt like she had to tell me. She's like, I'm 48 years old. And my mom, my mom is 57. And, like, my mom's 57 and she looks great. Like, she looks, is that Dave Franco? It's like Dave Franco's in Yeah. Dave Franco's in Superbad. I totally forgot that Dave Franco's in Superbad. But anyway, he's a one of the soccer players. But um yeah, my mom's fifty seven. She looks um she looks great. Like she looks young. So then my point is this lady, that's how I know that this lady like I'm not trying to be mean or anything, like I didn't say anything to her, obviously. Like I didn't say that. Like, you're a liar. Like to her face. Like I'm like you're a liar. Like tell me your real age. But like I I just saw this lady. I, I guess everyone. <laughs> I love how he just kicks a soccer ball in the stands. Like I guess everyone like has different genetics and we all age at different rates. But. I mean, this lady. She said she was 48. And I know what a 57-year-old l- woman looks like. Like, I know what my mom, 57-year-old lady looks like. And this lady looked... <laughs> she said she's 48, but she looks more like my mom, is what I'm saying. So, I don't know. Like, I, I obviously didn't say anything, but... I just know that we're in Hollywood, and... Uh, Lots of people are liars here. Like, that's... <laughs> like, that's, that's, like, the main thing. It's, like, people... Apparently, nobody has a problem with lying in Hollywood. Like, that's, like, the main thing. People, they'll, they'll sit... They're, they're all... Um, they're not afraid to sell their, themselves out. Like, they're... They're just, like, I'll do... <laughs> he, he accidentally touched your boob. That's so funny. But, um... Yeah, like, people in Hollywood... so. I don't know, like, I've heard... Like, I've had... I've met people here who have told me not to trust anyone in Hollywood. They've told me specifically. They've... Like, I've just met, like, random people. And they've been, like... Like, through, like, background acting and stand-up. And they've been, like... Just don't trust people here in Hollywood. Here in LA. Just don't even trust people. everyone... everyone's coming from some different part of the country or world and everyone has their own agenda and they don't care about other people like they only care about their own success like I I don't know like I could be skeptical about I don't know (laughs) but at the same time like I've met like a, a ton of nice people like there's lots of nice people here so I think it's any, you shouldn't generalize, like, at any time, really, like, I think it's not wise to generalize and say that everyone in Hollywood's a liar and fake, like, that's not, that's not true, like, I think there's a lot of people like me, like, a lot of nice people, you know, who's, like, just like, want to meet other nice people and make friends and Do cool stuff and create stuff and all that stuff, (laughs) all that stuff, man. But I think Hollywood definitely just has a reputation for just being kind of a insidious place, kind of like an evil, like kind of it'll suck your soul. And I I don't know. I want to circle back to remember last episode during the Rocky episode. I was saying. I kept talking about, or I was trying to like articulate this point about Tom Cruise, like before Top Gun and then after Top Gun, like how it was different. Um, what am I trying to say? So I guess instead of Tom Cruise and Top Gun, let's just use Michael Sarah for super bad as an example. I am McLovin. <laughs> Because, yeah, let's use Michael Sarah for Superbad. Because Michael Sarah never did anything before Superbad. Nobody had nobody had any idea who Michael Sarah was before Superbad. This might have been, like, his first movie, honestly. He was a young... I think he was very young when they filmed this, actually. He might have been, like, 19 or something like that. I don't know. But, um... Yeah, so, Michael Sarah before Bad. he, I mean, I guess this is kind of a bad, bad example, because Michael Sarah's a Canadian. <laughs> Canadians are just like a different breed. Like, I don't know what, I think, in my mind, I think Canadian people are super humble. Like, is it just me, or are Canadians super, like, very humble? I think they are. Like, I think... I th- I think that's Canadians are humble and polite. Oh, they just have a they have a reputation for being very nice too, but nobody ever really talks about how humble. They, I don't know. <laughs> they seem kind of humble, <laughs> but um, yeah. Michael Sarah's Canadian, but I guess he's not really a good example because he doesn't have a big ego. Like even now, like Michael Sarah doesn't have obviously doesn't have a big ego. So let's just go back to Tom Cruise and Top Gun. So so Tom Cruise before Top Gun, like nobody knew, I mean he did like Risky Business I guess. But then, so then he's acting in the movie, like he's still, I think he's still like more natural, like more down to earth. I, I love the way McLovin waved at them. That's so funny the way that McLovin waved at them, it's hilarious. This is a good scene when they go to the liquor store. This is funny. Um, you look like Pinocchio. <laughs> so, uh, Tom Cruise, like, I'm. All right, what I'm trying to say. <laughs> this is such a convoluted, weird. Co- what am I trying to say? I'm trying to say that after After Top Gun, when I watch Tom Cruise on screen. All I can see is that, like, he knows that, like, he knows he's famous. Like, he's a... I'm not trying to, like, single out Tom Cruise. I'm just kind of using him as an example. But it's hard for him to forget that he's a famous person. Like, I think it's more natural for actors. I think... Actors are more natural when they're not famous. I think that's kind of an interesting. That's an interesting point. I've never really thought of, because it's easy to it's easy to be an actor when you're anonymous. When you're like when you're like me. When you're just a random person. Like I could, I could blend. I could be any role. Like I could blend into any character or whatever. Because nobody knows who I am. Like it's not hard. It's not hard for me to. An $80 bill. <laughs> but it's not hard for. A random anonymous person. To to be an actor. It's pretty. It should be easy. Because people don't know who you are. Like I think. The interesting thing about acting. The weird thing about acting is that. Is that once you do it Good. <laughs> once you do it really good once and then you become famous for one for one role for like your breakout role you just become famous for it and everyone associates you with it but once you do that then it seems like it's really like a big like uphill battle from there cuz it seems like it'd be harder to be an actor if you're a famous person then to be an actor if you're me, you know, like, like, that's kind of like what I'm, what I'm trying to say. Like, I don't really know what I'm trying to say right now. I'm <laughs> it's like a weird, it's like a super weird, like, very spacey thought. Oh, that's so gross. The way he like fake cut him in the throat right there. Um, hmm. <laughs> Let me think about this for a second. Mm, mm. so I think yeah I think honestly that's why so many actors like have trouble like being successful for like more than a decade I think that's why so many actors have like short runs they have like short runs of success in Hollywood cause it's hard it's hard it's hard to, to like, melt into a role and, like, become a different character once you're already, like, Tom Cruise. Like, once you're already, like, a famous person. Because all that... All anybody can see when they watch the TV is... They're like, oh, it's Tom Cruise, <laughs> They're like, oh, it's Tom Cruise, man. But... And I'm still trying to get over, like, how... How, like, weird, like, how weird Hollywood and, like, and, like, seeing behind the camera and being on set and just seeing what it's like for, for, like, big time actors to do their thing, just seeing what they're doing. It's just been very interesting for me. Just because it's just so, like, it's such a weird. It's such a weird. Um, what it, it's like a weird. How do I describe it? Like, let like weighing of powers, like levying of powers, like, like it's always everything in Hollywood's hierarchy, like, it's all, I don't know, like all to me, from what I've observed so far. it's, all Hollywood is. It's just. Am I more important than you? Like who's the most important? Who is the highest ranking? Like I. Like. There's like things in Hollywood where it's just like. <laughs> I don't know. Um, maybe it's just being professional. Maybe it just has to do with being professional. Like on set. You know. But. Like there's. I don't know like it's like some act like famous like big actors will be like they don't want you to look at them like there's like i've heard stories about people who have gotten like in trouble for making eye contact with with like a, a famous actor <laughs> like on like on set like during a tv show or movie or whatever like that's just in that's just such a weird it's a weird, like, skewing of, like, human values. Of, like, what... Because it's just very... I don't know. It's, people can be, like, very dehumanizing. Like, in, in, like, Hollywood. Like, in here, in this place, I think. Because cause they're just using you. Because everything's just using you for for, like, to... To finish their project. They're just using you. To do what they want to do. Like, I think that's what everything comes back to. So I sound kind of. Like a conspiracy theorist. Or something right now. but I don't know. I love Jonah Hill's shirt. I love Seth's shirt. That's so funny. That he's supposed to be playing Seth Rogen. That's funny. It, this character's. Seth Rogen wrote this movie and all that. Hmm. I don't know. What am I trying... I think it's just... In my opinion... The best acting performances come from people... The best acting performances in movies and TV shows... They're from people... Who are unknown. Like, anonymous. Because... Like, it's not your fault if you're, like, if you're a famous person or something, but, like, one example, I can think of, like, a famous person who really, who really became a character, like, who really melted into a character. Guess guess what I'm about to say right now. Ah, take a breath. (laughs) J. d J. d. baby J. Depp, Johnny Depp. Pirates of Caribbean. you know. oh I'm just stood up walking over, walking around the room, stretching my legs right now. yeah dude, Johnny giant, giant Depp in Pirates of Caribbean. he was already he was already a an established successful actor. I love the way that they run. It's so funny. <laughs> the way that... Michael Sarah, and Jonah Hill run is hilarious. Um, but yeah. Oh, <laughs> McLovin just gets knocked out. I forgot about that. Yeah, Johnny Depp was... He was already like a well-known actor. Like a, a celebrity. Before... Pirates of the Caribbean. But... Oh man, I'm about to crack open. Man... I've drank, I'm i drinking more. <laughs> See, this is what happens when you do two podcasts. Drink. I don't believe it. Drink more uh, Red's Wicked than you think you're going to. One second. Let me crack this open. Oh. That was loud, baby. You know what movie I really love. Oh, this is when Seth Rogen and Bill Hader come in. I don't think this movie, if this movie's on Netflix, I'm definitely going to watch it. But I don't think it is. Yeah, see when they're doing the height thing. I love when they do the height thing. <laughs> uh, if Hot Rod, you guys know the movie Hot Rod, Andy Sandberg? God, that movie's great. If that movie's on Netflix, I'm definitely going to watch it next. But I don't think <laughs> African <laughs> and African <laughs> and African. <laughs> and Afri- <laughs> uh, what was I just saying? Oh, yeah, I was talking about Johnny Depp and Pirates of the Caribbean. So, yeah, I have an exam. I have an exam tomorrow. Van <laughs> Vannery Sam. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. This was. God, these guys are funny. Oh, this movie so underrated. Superman is so underrated. Ah, but, um. Yeah, Giant Depp in Pirates of the Caribbean. McLovin It's just just pick I can't believe this movie is like just getting started and it's so funny. It's so different than Rocky. It's so much better <laughs> Superbad is so much better than Rocky. It's not even a contest. It'd be weird to compare the two movies, but still. Still though, Super way better. <laughs> it's just picking up in the beginning. I don't know. I think people just like Rocky because it just reminds them of their childhood. Because everyone, apparently, everyone except me saw Rocky when they were a kid. That doesn't matter. God. I like Fogel. Jonah Hill and Michael Sarah are really good in this movie, good chemistry. Oh, yeah. This is where he gets hit by Joe. Joe LaTrulio. But yeah, I was just talking about. um. I was talking about. I was just watching Joe LaTrulio there. God, Joe, Joe LaTrulio a great actor. I was talking about uh, Hot Rod. I love Hot Rod. Hot Rod's such a great movie also 2007 i believe and vietnamese with a ph uh, how old are you old enough (laughs) how old are you old enough (laughs) oh that's great About to show McLovin. McLovin. He's like organ donor. That space has an organ donor. It's so intense. You're an organ donor. You're an organ donor. <laughs> yeah, I think like he's about to bust him. Even if you're dead, they wanna take your heart out <laughs> oh, this movie's so funny. gosh you were... <laughs> like i don't I don't know i'm trying to, I'm just trying to like wrap my mind around, oh, yeah, I never told you guys about going to get Athena. I was talking about that last episode in the Rocky episode. I was talking about I was going to get I was going to get Athena I was going to tell you guys about When we picked up Athena for the first time Yeah so Petfinder our Petfinder.com I was 11 years old It was New Year's Eve 2004 And We drove up in the minivan My whole family Me Brother, sister Mom, dad drove from Bothell to Burlington. $7? $7. <laughs> he gave him $7. Um, Burlington. It's like halfway... It's like halfway from Bothell to Bellingham. It's up like 45 minutes north. Bothell. And we picked up Athena at a petco. <laughs> I'm trying to remember like we just met the person like it's so weird like I'm trying to think of like from my parents point of view like I don't think I don't think we even paid I think yeah we just adopted her I guess like <laughs> you totally look at his brother man good <laughs> Jolo Trulia was so funny God, if you guys don't know Joe Lutrullio, he's so funny. He's also in uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I had the chance to... I mean, not really, like, work with him, but work on the same show as him. I worked on the same show as Joe Latrulio and Andy Samberg on Brooklyn Nine-Nine back in August. But, um... Yeah, I'm just trying to think of this from like my, from my dad, like mom and dad's point of view. Like, so we just find Athena. We find our dog on this random website, petfinder.com. And then we just met this person in the parking lot of a pet co, And then just literally just, all I remember is just, we just transferred, we just took her and <laughs> my man, uh, I don't think we even we didn't pay for it, no money, I mean, I guess that's what an adoption is uh by definition, adoption, you don't pay money, but um it was weird, it's just very low key, super low key, no paperwork, no yeah, no documents were handed over, nothing just. A leash. Just give us a leash probably. Just here. Here you go. Here's Athena. Here's a dog. Here's a one-year-old dog. And just throw the lights on. Go through the red light. That's great. (laughs) McLovin. Gosh, Athena. No. Man. And she... She died... It's been over a year since Athena's died. Rest in peace, Athena. She lived to be how old was she? She was 15. Yeah, she was 15. That's good. That's a good life for a dog. 15. 15 is a good that's a good run for a dog. 15. Solid. you <laughs> are Bill Hader's such an underrated actor I've never seen Barry though i I always hear about how good of a show Barry is but I've never seen it but I just get I don't know about you guys but when people tell me how good TV shows are nowadays I It just, it makes me want to watch that TV show less when people tell me how good it is. Because there's, like, there's too many TV shows. Like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to try to pick up any more TV shows. That's not my, like, I've heard, I heard people talking about Succession. You've heard, I've never even seen this show. I have no idea who's in it, but I just hear people uh, in podcasts talking about Succession. I was like, I don't, I don't know what that is. I don't know. <laughs> but I don't like it. Like even on this movie or this uh, party scene where they go, oh my god, it's so funny. But like even Game of Thrones, like I've, I always had like a vendetta against Game of Thrones. For some reason, just because everyone loves it so much, I, I don't like it. I don't want to. I don't want to watch some show that everyone loves so much. And like, I think one of the reasons why people like it is because they just want to like something that's popular. Like, like they just. It's almost like an anti hipster it's it's like they did oh this guy he's great in pamph Express Kevin Corrigan he's funny in paph Express but um yeah it's like an anti hipster like people people will they want to they they want to like something that's already been accepted by society as popular like I don't. I think that's one of the reasons why why some some stand-up comedians are so famous, like so popular. Like like it's I don't, I'm not like I'm not trying to talk talk trash about stand-up or anything like like I love I love comedy more than I I love comedy as much as 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 much as anyone else. But, um... I think... I just think some of the... Some of the most famous... Stand-up comedians nowadays... Are just so... So... Um... I was gonna say hacky. But... Not not even hacky, but... Just... Like, the, they do... They conform to what their fans want. Like like a bunch of stand up like all the most famous stand up comedians nowadays they do everything they they do everything their fans want them to do they just conform to exactly what their fans want they're they're very i just, I don't like it like I it it seems like really fake it just seems like you're not ah uh, <laughs> like what am I trying to say like it seems like you're not <laughs> like you you're not trying to be funny or you're, you're not trying to like be true to yourself even. Like you're just you're just trying to you're trying to like you're I don't know. It's it's, it's a weird thing I've noticed since <laughs> this homeless guy is great. The the guy with the vest, the guy with the brown vest. He's he's a great actor. But um yeah, it's like I think I think my favorite comedians are the ones who are stop him McLovin get him McLovin McLovin just gets laid out by this crazy dude I <laughs> feel like the best honestly the best comedians are are ones who are about to be famous like they're they're not not very like they're not very famous. They're only kind of well known. Like they're only they're only known by comedy fans. Like those are the best comedians. Cause cause they don't they don't adhere. They don't bend to what people want. I don't know. I just it sounds kind of weird, but I think there's like. There's something kind of hacky about like being the best. <laughs> it's such a weird statement, but I like you know like yeah. There's something hacky about being the best. I mean, it's especially it's not not for sports because cause sports is all a meritocracy. Sports is all based on if you're the it the only thing that matters. It doesn't matter what you look like. It doesn't, it doesn't matter what you look like or sound like. All that matters is. How good you are at that specific sport. Like that's. It's a meritocracy. But. Yeah like with like comedy or something. Or like acting. It's all about like. It's all about what you look like. What you sound like. What you stand for. or What you say. But. Yeah, like, for some reason, like, the most famous comedian... Like, I've noticed that recently. Like, I've... I've... I've started to like... Like, my favorite comedians... Like, like, Burt Kreischer, for example. Like, Burt has become more famous... In the past... Couple years. And... Like, I don't want to be hard... (laughs) I don't want to be mean to Burt or anything. (laughs) But... Like it makes it makes him um a less likable person when he tries when he tries to be liked by everybody. Like he's trying he's trying to to be okay with every every different person, every different kind of person. And um like I liked I liked Bert more when he was like when he was hustling. And when he was just saying crazy stuff, and people didn't know him as much, (laughs) it's weird. Like you like people more when they're on the come up, when they're like he's hustling, he's trying to become famous. Like and and he would say whatever, like he he wouldn't hold back, like he had nothing to lose. Like for some reason. Like you just like people more. People have nothing to lose, I guess. It's, they're they're more attractive. It's that's like really what it is. Is I'm attracted to people who have nothing to lose, and they're not hiding anything, and you're not fake, and you're not trying to. Oh, uh, he got the period blood on his shorts from the girl. Jonah Hill got the period blood in his shorts. But, like, when you become, like, a famous comedian, like a Tom Segura, like, the thing with, like, Tom Segura is, like, God, don't get me started on Tom Segura. (laughs) I'm going to start trying to trash all my favorite comedians. But, like, you've become, like, a politician, almost. Like, he's like, a politician now. Like, he's just, he's all about, like, votes. He's all about, like, approval. Like, Like not not wanting to anger his constituency, you know, not wanting to to make his fans angry, to like it's very fake. Like I'm not. It's not that I don't like Tom Segura, (laughs) but you you just it's like it's it's um what am I trying to say? For some reason. Some some segment of the comedy audience found his. Because Tom Segura is known for watching like disgusting videos. Like, like, that's like his podcast. Like, he watches a bunch of like gross out videos and stuff. Like, gross, disgusting stuff that you would never show your parents or anything. But, like, So, like, that becomes, like, the thing that his fans are attracted to. Like, they latch on to that. Like, Tom Segura fans latch on to watching, discussing, like, poop, like, poop-related, like, jizz-related, like, sex-related, and just all the most weird, grotesque stuff in society on YouTube, Like, like, down the YouTube rabbit hole. Like, Tom Segura has become, like, the YouTube rabbit hole comedian. Like, that's how I would describe him. But it, it, it's just not... It doesn't seem like it's, like, true... to He's not being true to himself, either. Like, he's definitely not... Like, if, if you ask, like, Tom Segura, like... 20 years ago... Like, 15 years ago... Like, you ask him, like... Are you... Do you care about, like, discussing, like, gross-out videos? Like, poop videos and that kind of stuff? Like, on like YouTube doesn't even exist back then like before youtube even existed (laughs) like if you ask tom segura like would you want to watch all that weird stuff like why would you that doesn't make any sense it's the (laughs) (laughs) like i'm not i'm not trying to be mean to Tom. like i don't i I I keep saying i'm not trying to be mean but that's because it's that's just honest like I just, I just don't consider myself a mean person. Like, I consider myself, I, I, I pride myself on being, on treating people with respect and being polite and nice to people and all that stuff. So, like, that's why it kind of, like, stings when I say that, like, Tom Segura is, like, the whole, like, your mom's house enterprise, like, the whole business, it's just, built on a bunch of BS. It's built on a bunch of BS. It's like... It's a bunch of dumb (laughs) stuff. I sound very bitter, right? I sound like a very bitter... I'm not... Like, trust me, I'm not bitter. I'm just not a fan. I'm not a fan of all that, like, gross, like, poop... Like, poop YouTube videos. Like, like, all the Your Mom's House stuff and all, like, the gross stuff and weird characters on the internet and like weird people that you don't want to talk to in real life and I don't like there's something very strange about it and um but I feel like I feel like Tom Segura really like he obviously doesn't care about it like, he's he's just I don't know <laughs> I don't want to feel like I'm like like, uncovering, like, the true Tom Segura right now, but I, I think in my heart of hearts, like, it's obviously not one of his passions, like, he's just, he's capitalizing on people, on their, on people's general dumbness, honestly, like, on, on the general dumb grotesqueness of society, of, like, I was going to say, like, America, but just the whole world. Just the whole world. People want to see grotesque, dumb, grotesque, disgusting videos that will make you want to throw up. And, um, man, I'm just really really railing against Tom Segura right now. <laughs> but seriously, though, he built his whole enterprise on just some disgusting BS. Like, that's just... If you're like, if you're gonna be honest, if you're a, you're an adult. He's a forty. He's a man in his forties. He's a man. In, he's a grown adult man. And I don't, there's nothing wrong with. I mean, like getting your money. You know what I mean? Like, I guess he's getting paid. He's getting his money. Whichever way he has to do it, but. Oh, speaking of cocaine, I was just talking about cocaine. Like, a while ago. Wait, was that last episode that I was talking about cocaine? I can't remember if that was... That may have been the Rocky episode I was talking about cocaine. Alright, this seems like a good spot to pause it. Pause. Right there. 101.06. One hour, one minute, six seconds. Gotta go to the bathroom. Alright. Time to go to the bathroom. Time to pause. Be right back. PRB. Things could be stranger, but I don't know how. I'm going through changes now. Okay, back, back, about to start. Here we go 101, 8, 9, 10, 11. We're back in it's Man, I'm trying to think. I don't know why. I had so much ill will towards Tom Seger <laughs> It's not that. I mean, he's it's not that he's not funny. It's just that he's not necessarily funnier than anyone else. But he's capitalizing on. I mean, if you guys know, like your mom's house, like his whole company kind of built on like the dumbness of the internet <laughs> like the dumbness of like YouTube like YouTube rabbit holes and like weird stuff like that I don't know I guess just guess you're kind of everyone like finds a niche for everything I suppose so um yeah I'm still a fan but it's just like that weird like hipster thing like where I'm a fan like I'm a fan of stuff that people don't know as much about like I used to like Burt before everyone liked (laughs) Burt like I like Mark Norman now Mark Norman's becoming famous too now but I was already a fan of Mark Norman though but God, McLovin is so funny. It's... McLovin and the cops in this movie are so funny. Seth Rogen and Bill Hader. Mm-hmm. Can she shoot laying guns? <laughs> oh, my God. God. Did I tell you guys are the right part? We are in the movie. One hundred three twenty five, one 27... <laughs> this is God. This was like a breakout role for all these actors. This movie was a breakout role for all of these people. I guess. I guess Seth Rogen. You might say Knocked Up. Wait, was Knocked Up before this or after? This movie may have come out before Knocked Up. I'm not a big fan of Knocked Up, though, honestly. Especially since I I just heard... What was I listening? Oh, yeah. I was listening to Childish. Um, childish and Greg Fitzsimmons said he just interviewed Judd Apatow on his podcast and Judd Apatow was like he was like like, what's it called Um, like grandstanding virtue signaling you know grandstanding upon his high horse uh, just talking trash against Shane Gillis. <laughs> Shane Gillis. I I mean... I don't want to just keep... I don't want to... Like be super defensive... For Shane Gillis. But... I can't... I'm so disgusted. I mean, I, I obviously am on... I obviously defend Shane Gillis. I'm on his side, obviously. Because freedom of speech and... Comedians should be able to say whatever they want. And everything I've already talked about but <laughs> that's the part where the guys is it's so funny when he's punching him and there's a big fat guy on Michael Sarah, and he's getting punched through the fat guy but um what was I saying about Shane Gillis? god it's so dis- like the comedians like other comedians who who talk who uh what's the word they try to like talk trash about Shane Gillis and say that he should be fired and not be able to work anymore and all that. But like the comedians who say that stuff, like those are like the biggest, <laughs> they're the biggest pussies in the world. Like I don't, how else <laughs> they're shooting the stop sign. Um, yeah, I don't know what word to use for those people. Other than, um... Pussy. (laughs) Like, just... Or, like, just not... You're not a a real... Like, you're a terrible person. Like, you're just a bad person if you do that. But If you're a comedian... And then... And then you're saying that... (laughs) And you're just saying Shane Gillis should be fired and never work again and all that. And you're also a comedian that just that makes you um a terrible person and a liar because you've probably you've probably said stuff that could be construed as being offensive as well like if you're a real comedian if you're a real comedian then at some point in your career you've said something that could be seen as being offensive so god that just that makes me so I really don't like um <laughs> no I don't like Judd app that makes me really not like Judd A like now that I know that he's like just on principle that's a like on principle alone, I would never support someone who would who would be like who would talk like that like what if what if Like, what if Shane... What if he just made a mistake? Like, what if you just had, like, a bad day and just misspoke? Or just, like, made... I mean, even... Even if that had happened... Like, people saying that someone should be fired... Someone should be fired because of something they said... That... It's not like... (laughs) Sounds like I'm defending him too much. Um... I think the biggest douche is Judd Apatow. Like <laughs> while I'm watching the Judd Apatow movie. But um yeah, Judd Apatow sounds like a huge pussy. Like, I don't know how else to say it. Like if you consider yourself a comedian, then then you have to understand. if you consider yourself a comedian and a, like a podcaster and like anything like that, then then how could you not see how could you not see where Shane Gillis was coming from like out that it's just it's just because you want you want to grandstand and you want to make it about yourself because it's not really about then this movie's intense I like it um It's your side odd or even, McLevin. (laughs) But the whole thing with like Judd Apatow, like virtue signaling and grandstanding about Shane Gillis is that he's not. He doesn't actually care about Shane Gillis. Judd Apatow just cares about Judd Apatow. Like he only cares about. He only cares about himself. Like it's just. He only cares about how it makes him look when he says when he says his point of view how it makes what light it puts him in in the media. Just I'm so like I I'm so happy that like the the, like the like media, like all that stuff's like change like it's just it's gonna be different in a decade from now. It's just (laughs) they shine a little flashlight in the club and <laughs> uh... <laughs> uh... <laughs> oh my god, this movie's funny. Oh, this is a great movie. But um Yeah, the media is it's just not gonna be what it is now in October twenty nineteen. It's not gonna be the same ten years from now. Is I don't. I think it's all. <laughs> I I already I lost myself. I'm like, wait, what was I talking about? <laughs> See, I was just like, I get go, I get going on like a topic. I get so into something. Oh yeah, that's what I was saying. Um, I just I think I think the whole like virtue signaling thing and the whole. It's just so see-through. Like you can, you can... It's so easy for me to to see when like a some sort of Hollywood person is virtue signaling and pretending to act like something is important. So they make themselves to be more important. Um, it's just... It's, this Bill Hader is so funny. I am the law. <laughs> I am the law. <laughs> Bill Hader is so underrated. Bill Hader is a great actor. He's a great actor, but I think people actually did realize that that smoke, smoke up, life's short. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> That's so funny, Seth Rogen. Smoke up, life's short. That's hilarious. Seth Rogen's great. He's got a great mustache in this. Yeah, you guys are awesome. <laughs> I love his sideburns too. Seth Rogen's rocking though. Rocking those bold sideburns in this. <laughs> oh my god. I'm trying to... Th- What's my list of... What's some other movies that I got here? I got Indiana Jones. I wonder how long the first Indiana Jones is. I might have to watch the first Indiana Jones after this. Depending on how long it is. National Treasure. Oh, he's got McLovin going slow. <laughs> National Treasure. I watched National Treasure... Um, Right when I got this TV. A couple months ago, right after Pampo Express, let's see, uh, Superbad. Doing <laughs> I love the way he runs. That's so funny. He Michael Sarah runs hilarious in this movie. His running form is so funny. It's so <laughs> like Michael Sarah's running like this. He's like, he's standing straight up. I don't know what he's doing. <laughs> Uh, he's actually he's moving pretty fast right there he was scooting he's scooting let's see I got a super bad on this list check just friends Oh, just friends is a great movie on Netflix was it Ryan Reynolds and is it Amy Smart I'm trying to think I think it's Amy Smart in just friends is it Amy Smart that's such a funny movie, though. That's a great movie. Cause Ryan Reynolds wears like a fat suit. Cause he was supposed to be fat in his, in his youth in that movie. It's really funny. And uh, Scream and McLovin, McLovin, McLovin. There's lots of running in this. So many running sequences in this movie. Like people are always running in in super bad. Uh, Let's see. Oh yeah, I forgot to mention that the Nationals hung on. The Nationals won. Oh, that's so funny. (laughs) The way. Oh, he threw. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) he threw the bat at him. The guy in the bathroom threw a bat at Jonah Hill. That was awesome. That was so funny. Did he just vomit? Seth Rogan just threw up. Oh my god. This is This is not good. He's the fastest kid alive. He's the fastest kid alive. Uh, he just fired his gun in the air. That's so funny. God. He's doing the sh- he's doing the shush sign with his gun. <laughs> That's so funny. He was fire. Seth Rogen's firing his gun in the air and doing the shush sign with his gun. That's awesome. I love it. Oh my gosh. Oh, this is such a classic. For some reason, I was thinking. I may have said this on the podcast before. Oh, there's the, it's the it's the homeless guy in the bus. But um. Yeah, speaking of WSU, I was just talking about WSU, going there first semester. <laughs> I should talk about that more, going first semester WSU. I, I would do this thing. I I did this thing, a picture every day. I took a picture of myself on the laptop every single morning. I love the way Michael Serge just lays out in this. He just lays out like... He just misses the the gold schlick. But yeah, when I was at WSU freshman year, first semester, living in the dorms, I lived in Parham, straight straight Parham. It was on the north side of the campus. Kind of up by up by the rec center. And right by right by Beasley. Right by where the basketball team plays, right by uh, the track. Yeah, and that was the athlete storm, cause that was before they built the new athlete storm on the north side of campus, which, um, I think he was smoking cigarettes with those cops. (laughs) Why were you smoking cigarettes with those cops? uh chicka chicka yeah chicka chicka yeah but yeah i i was i was gonna say i was smoking cigarettes the north side of wsu <laughs> no uh i was i was living straight param and um yeah what was i just gonna say oh yeah i was i was thinking movies got movies on my mind so we watched we watched 300 I watched 300 for the first time ever, which was very interesting, because we did a drinking game. Yeah, that was fun. That was so much fun, doing that drinking game during 300. <laughs> we did this, we did a drinking game during 300, where every time someone died, we took a drink. So... <laughs> oh my god so it was like every single time someone died I I got so wasted during 300 that was so funny cause so many people die in that movie it's just not even a f- Oh, yeah, I forgot the the guy from The Office. Clark Duke. That's his name. Clark Duke is in this movie. He's a guy from The Office and The Internship. Remember The Internship? Vince Vaughn, Owen Wilson. Ah, oh, <laughs> I gotta take a breath. Mm. Um, yeah, so... We did the three hundred drinking game. Oh my god. Did I ever tell you guys about... So I was on a... She's got a terrible laugh. So freshman year at Washington State, I was on a dodgeball, intramural dodgeball team with like a bunch of just... All high school friends from Bothell. Let's see. Who was on that intermill dodgeball team? Mills, was... Taven. Henry. Dylan Hanley. Dylan Hanley. Dylan McKee. And Dylan Welch. Three Dylans. And Henry and Taven and me. And Greg. I think Greg was on too. I think that was everyone. Um... Yeah, we we dominate. We were good. I he spit the vodka all over the mirror. <laughs> that is true. Like vodka, that's that's the truth. Like that's the truth about vodka. It's like that's what it tastes like. Like if you actually put a bunch of vodka in your mouth and tasted it, you would spit it out. Like for sure. Like, <laughs> you would most definitely spit vodka out. Like. It's if you can't taste it's it's horrible. It's just tastes like hard alcohol. Tastes like just absolutely just filth, just garbage, just disgusting. Oh, McLovin's such a funny. His dancing's so funny. I love his dancing. It's from like the 80s. Uh. All right. So what was I saying? Oh, yeah, I was talking about dodgeball. So, I'm, So, dodgeball. So, we all lived... Yeah, by the way, dodgeball is, like, my favorite movie of all time. I love dodgeball. But we all lived in... We lived in straight param dorms. And, um... Before each dodgeball match... <laughs> this isn't really that Crazy. But we would just go to, we would go to one of, it was never my dorm room. It was always one of my friend's dorm rooms, like Taven or Henry or Greg. And, And we would just, we would smoke weed. We smoked weed and we would play Mario Kart. I mean, that was, that was mainly after dodgeball we played mario kart more after dodgeball but like that was like our ritual like it was it was funny like b- like before that's our pregame ritual before each it's like very superstitious before each uh dodgeball match we would smoke weed out of some I don't know, so like bubbler or something, (laughs) bubbler, or some gravity bong or something. But um, the first, that was a, the first time I ever got high was, I don't know if I've ever talked about the first time I smoked weed. So the first time I smoked weed, it was, it was like right around Thanksgiving, senior year of high school. I was 17 years old. I was with my friends, Brett Hoag. I was trying to think if Stephen was... I don't think... Was Stephen Pearson there? Was Stinky Pete there? Brett was there. Uh, Brian McAfee was driving. But Brian's never smoked weed. I don't think Brian's ever smoked weed his whole life. Brian was driving. Sam Peckin was there. So Brett, Brian, Sam... don't I don't think Steven was there oh Mitch was there Mitchell Vida my neighbor my good old neighbor growing up and uh, one of my best friends (laughs) Uh, Mitch Vida yes I think that's all the people that were there Mitch Brett Brian and Sam my four friends who were there first time I smoked weed It was, I think it was like a couple weeks before Thanksgiving, senior year, high school, Um, smoked out a pipe, Brett, Brett's pipe, Brett lit, Brett lit it for me, it was Brett's weed, Brett was the one who, who did it to me, what's, you know, who, um, what's the word? What's the word I'm trying to think of? You know... I'm sure I would have found it sometime. (laughs) Like, that's like the funny thing. I don't... The thing I don't understand... Is the people who... Live their whole life... And they're like... Wait, one sec. Let me take a sip of... Of this alcohol. I don't understand the people... Who lived their whole life... Lived your whole life and... Never... Never been drunk. Never taken a sip of alcohol. Never smoked weed. Never been high. <laughs> like... <laughs> I don't want to be like... Once again... Once again, I don't want to be mean. But... I don't think... Like I honestly don't think that's a better life. Like I don't think that's a better life. Like I know that. I know that those people think that they're better than, than they think they're better than like someone like me, who like will like who smokes weed and drinks, who drink. Like, I don't I don't drink that much. But like I'll I'll drink, especially with friends. Like. I'll get drunk with friends for sure. Friends of family. But um like I think that like people like you know you know who I'm talking about. Like you know the people who like never get drunk or never smoke weed their whole life. Or like they're like thirty two years old and they they've never been drunk or smoked weed. Like, like I think that's like a I think that's a serious deficiency like i think like i think there's something wrong with those people like i'm not i don't want to be rude or anything but what's wrong like why would you not why would you not smoke weed once or get drunk once like why not like what's your what's the hold up like that's like what makes you special like what makes you different than every other person in the whole world you know, like, that's like what my main thing is, I guess. <laughs> I sound like the bitter drunk Kai person. Right <laughs> I sound very bitter right now. No, but I'm not. I'm being very, I'm being speaking from the heart right now, being completely honest. That I think those people, I think those people who have never smoked weed or never gotten drunk, never drink alcohol. I think they think they think they're better than me or you because they they think they're like pure or something I don't know, but like what what kind of life what kind of life is that like why would you like it really doesn't make sense to me I don't know <laughs> doesn't make sense to me I guess. Um, I'm watching the, the sex. i right <laughs> sorry, I was I was a little distracted right now. I'm like what I'm just like watching like Michael, Sarah, and Becca, Becca. No, but you I think you guys know exactly what I'm talking about. Like with, like I on I think that people, like people who have, like not necessarily like an alcoholic. Like, not necessarily an alcoholic or someone addicted to weed. (laughs) Like, I like how I said that. Like, I I don't consider myself, like... Like, I smoke a lot of weed sometimes, but... I never consider myself addicted. Because I've always been able to... I've always been able to, like, stop for periods of time whenever I needed to. But, um, anyway, um... I just, I think you guys know what I'm talking about with, like, you don't like the super sober people who never smoke weed or never get drunk. Like, I don't, like, those are like the worst, those are the most annoying people in the world. Like, the worst people in the world. Cause I, like, you don't know anything. Like, it's, it sounds, all right, let me, let me crack this other. Wicked red, <laughs> wicked red. See, let me get my other more alcohol red. Right? Oh, there we go. Now, it sounds like I'm like narrow minded or something right now, but, or like angry or something or bitter, but, the, like, you really, you really have no uh, perspective. Like, if you've never, if you've never gotten drunk, or if you've never gotten high, if you've never gotten, if you never gotten drunk or never smoked weed, you <laughs> like I just said. <laughs> but if you've never done that, you have no perspective on life at all. It's it's like a sad. I don't know, man. I think that's a sad way to go. I'm not saying that. Uh, we will shoot you <laughs> no I'm not saying that I'm not saying that people should be alcoholic that you should drink alcohol all the time or get drunk all the time or smoke weed all the time even though I smoke weed a lot <laughs> but I'm not saying that you should do that especially alcohol like I, I really like Limit. I really pay attention and limit my uh, alcohol intake for sure. Like, like I'll go like I'll go a whole month. I'll go months without drinking. Like I'll go like a whole month without having a sip of alcohol. But um, but I no, I just don't think like the people like you guys know what I'm talking about. Like the people who. Like if you like the people who think they know more or they think they know something cuz cuz they never they've never done it. It's like that. <laughs> no, I sound like I'm all bitter. Um <laughs> I love when Seth Rogen <laughs> Seth Rogen just comes in with a flashlight. Okay, everyone, prepare to g- <laughs> <laughs> um but I I'm, I'm just saying that, like Especially people Like I just Like let's see I was I was 17 and a half years old When I smoked weed for the first time Like I don't I don't think that's too young really Cause Dude I've heard about people who's, who smoked weed When they were like 12 Like I'm like that's That's just disgusting That's just absurd Just absolutely absurd Disgusting And McLovin, it's in all McLovin, 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 uh, oh my God, McLovin and Bill Hader are so funny. Why'd you do that, McLovin? Why'd you do that? No, but I think, like, from my personal experience, I think, whoa, whoa, from my personal experience, I think... 17 and a half is a pretty that's a pretty good age to smoke weed for the first time in honest honest oh my god Bill <laughs> the way he's nodding and, and not looking was so funny the way McLovin shakes his head and, and closes his eyes is hilarious he's like no 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 <laughs> oh my gosh but okay here's here's kind of a weird thing like I'm I'm happy. Like obviously you can't change anything like. Like I wouldn't I wouldn't be the person I am today if it weren't for everything in my his everything I've done leading up to now. It's kind of an interesting thing to think about. <laughs> but I'm happy. I'm happy that I smoked weed for the first time ever before I had sex for the first time ever. Like I smoked weed for the first time, over three years before I had sex for the first time. Isn't that kind of crazy to think about? Like, first time I smoked weed, and then over three years later, I have sex for the first time. When I'm 20 years old. <laughs> Almost 21, though. I was, like, to be... Like, when people ask me how old I am when I lost my virginity, I'm I was 20, but... Only a month and a half away from 21 though, so. But I just, I honestly, like, a lot of people, a lot of people I've observed, like a lot of friends and people I knew from high school. Like the cool kids from high school, you know, the cool kids that got laid. Cool kids that got laid in like sophomore year of high school. (laughs) That's just, like, so ridiculous for me to think about. Like, I mean, especially because I didn't get laid till I was 20. Like, the fact that people got laid when they were, like, 15 is just disgusting to me. It's just disgusting. (laughs) It's like, what? I mean, it just doesn't make any sense. It's like... Because I think I had... I may have had opportunities even when I was... When I was, like, 16. But I was just so... I was so immature and, like, so out of it. Not out of it, but... Because I wasn't doing any drugs. I didn't do any drugs or drink alcohol. I was completely sober. Like, I wasn't out of it. I was just very immature and, like, not ready for stuff. But, like, I remember... Like I feel so bad about this thinking back. (laughs) This was so funny. This was in the math. Yeah, the math and science building. Math was on the top floor. Science was on the bottom floor. And this was happening on the top floor, on the math floor. It's probably happened like right after math class or before math class for me. But it was junior year of high school. So I was... I was only sixteen years old. I was sixteen, and I got asked out. I yeah, sixteen. Never kissed a girl. Never done anything. I never. I never kissed a girl till I was nineteen. But um, so sixteen, and that this girl, she asked me to Tolo. Remember Tolo, the school dance where the girl asked you. And she asked me a to toll. And I was like so. I just so like nervous. Like you remember just being so nervous and self-conscious. And like I didn't realize that I was just like a normal looking like so a, a good looking dude. Like just another dude. Like I thought I was like for some reason I thought I was like a complete weirdo. But I was just like just another guy (laughs) just no dude but um yeah like I I got so nervous that I mean I guess you could say I I suppose I said no to her but I was just like no I I was like I can't I'm busy I can't no (laughs) it's like so nervous and then I just I remember just walking away just like I was like no I can't I can't and just walked away like all within like seven seconds. McLovin, Bill Hader's driving his cop car. And just he's about to drift. Bill Hader's drifting his cop car into the light pole. Boom! Dang! Just smashed it. Slater, Slater, Slater. <laughs> Yeah, I was just so nervous. And he just climbed. I love how he climbed out the windshield. <laughs> I love how he just climbed out the windshield right there. That was so funny. Um, but yeah, I was so ner- Like, I was so nervous. I didn't even realize. Like, if you think about it. Like, in reality. I could have. Like, if I was like a normal. Like, <laughs> if I didn't have like extreme. Insecurity issues in high school, like in extreme, like just you know, like being uncomfortable with who I, just my per, like who I was, like I could have easily, I would, I would have lost my virginity. I, I would have gone late at uh, at sixteen. I could I could lost my virginity at 16, but um like that's just so funny like how like I can picture it. Like I I know like exactly what happened. Like when she asked me and then just <laughs> he just shoots against sideways. But it's funny like if it had happened like a few years later, like just a few years later like 4 five years later, (laughs) a few years later, I would have been so much more comfortable with myself and um, able to like, able to accept that someone else was interested in me and wanted to ask me to dance. Like, it's like, in retrospect, I just can't believe that, like, I said that I was, like, so rude. Like, I wouldn't even consider it being rude, really. Because, like, I wasn't trying to be rude. Like, I was just so nervous and, like, insecure and immature. Like, I couldn't handle it. Like, I just couldn't handle it. But, like, just a few years later, like, I definitely could have handled you know, Like, I definitely, like, knew, like, what... I knew like what the situation would have been, I guess. I don't know what I'm trying to say. I mean, it's just interesting how I, can't you. I love how they are next to each other in the sleeping bags. Mm-hmm. But it's just interesting how everyone's on a different timeline. Like some people are in some people are like comfortable with going crazy <laughs> in high school and this is very it's very um applicable to the movie I'm watching right now. Super bad. I love you. I love you. But yes it like I think there's there's no shame. I think it's better. It's better to not peak in high school. Like that's the big thing. Like you don't peak you don't wanna peak in high school. Like you don't wanna It's better to peak in college than high school, that's for sure. Like I, I'm kind of happy that I was so immature till senior year. Like I never I never drank I never even got drunk till senior year of high school. <laughs> Boop. I can't believe this movie's almost over. Oh my god, this movie's flown by. Oh I'm gonna have to watch Narwin tonight. Oh good Lord. It's eleven twenty. I'm gonna have to not watch another movie tonight. <laughs> it's gonna. I'm gonna make it a short one though, cause super bad. and It's about to end. But um, yeah. I I just, I think some people like if you like. If 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 you get like, lose your virginity, at like sixteen. And, and then just like, party. You know, what I mean, just like be the coolest kid throughout high school. I think that has a, it's like a weird, um, it's a weird, like, backlash to it, it's a weird boomerang effect, where, like, five years later, like, seven years later, you're gonna feel it, you're gonna, you're gonna be like, I love how he's like, you wanna hang out? (laughs) Uh, but it's true, like, I don't know. Like this movie is just making me think about high school and college. Like college was just such a different experience. Like I really broke out of my shell in college. Like that's what I would, like really. In college, and and I went to college twice. Like I went to, <laughs> I I went to college, first time, graduated. May twenty fifteen. Then I went. They took a little break and went back August twenty sixteen, and then finished up May. Well, I mean, I guess December twenty seventeen. They did my internship, but um, I spent a lot of time in college, <laughs> a lot of time in college. I love college. Like, I'm more of a. I've I've always been like more of just like, just the college. Fanatic, just <laughs> let's get out. <laughs> but I I don't know like I like I really love like some college movies like some some college like old school. You guys remember Old School? Oh, Old School is such a great movie. I wonder if that's on Netflix. No, it's not. Cause I would have seen it on the Will Ferrell when I Search Will Ferrell. I would have seen it. But um, I just I think I really. I really came into my own In college It's it's funny because Some people Some people feel more comfortable in high school Like some people come into their own When they're 17 Or whatever But like that's what I can never believe Like I can never even Fathom Like the people who Start Stand up comedy when they're 16 years old Start acting when they're thirteen or you know just any big they're like in a band when they're fifteen any big step like that it's always seemed very i wasn't that mature like I was never that mature when I was in high school uh, until until senior year until 'cause i I think it makes you I, in my opinion, I think it makes you more mature to to venture out and have some drinking like have some drunk escapades like smoke some smoke some weed like get in some trouble like I think it's i mean not don't go to jail, but I would be so sad I'd be so sad if I was. If I was my age right now, if I was 26 and I never and I never got drunk or smoked weed, if I never had fun or partied or did crazy stuff with friends or like this one time, this one time I remember with Brian and Brett and Steven, we drove. (laughs) This is so illegal. This was so illegal. We drove on the Burke Gilman trail. It was this bike trail. We drove our car. I remember we drove our car on a bike trail. It was so insane. This was at like midnight. This was midnight. Oh my god. But I'm just <laughs> I'm just thinking back like those crazy like I can remember, like I specifically remember Drive like doing the crazy stuff like the stuff that like you're not supposed to do like you're not I guess I'll call you but I have your information um but like i think there's I think there's like some weird value in uh I love how they wave at each other. <laughs> I love... This is the end. This movie's over right now. I can't believe the movie's over. My God. But yeah, I think there's value in, like... Doing dumb stuff, and... Oh, this song. I love the song. I guess I always feel... I think there's good... Like, you should... Do dumb stuff. Like, TP your friend's house. Not your friend, but TP your enemy's house. <laughs> like, do crazy stuff. Like, go camping. Get drunk. Like, go drive on the bike trail. The movie's over. I can't believe the movie's over. Fred rolling. What? I can't believe this movie's over. Oh, my God. But I'm... I think that... I think that some people, like, they think that there's value in... And not doing this stuff. <laughs> I like how like my takeaway from Super. All right, it's over. My takeaway from Super Bad is that you should party, but like I think there's there's value in in doing this this kind of a crazy the um, like crazy stuff. All right, it's over. Super Bad. I love Super Bad. I'll give it. Um, Let's go 4.2, 4.20, 4.20 out of 5. All right, I can't believe it's over. All right, I'm going to do another one. It's 11.27 p.m. Let's do it. Let's do another one. Here we go. Thanks for listening, as always. I love you. I love you. You.